Welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside, and of course, we enter the second half of NCHC play this weekend. Everybody in the league, all eight teams have played a dozen games and have a dozen remaining. The Pios will be at St. Cloud State this coming weekend from Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. Uh, the big ice surface there for games on Friday night, 6.30 puck drop on Friday night at St. Cloud State. Game can be heard on 104.3 The Fan HD3 and Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m. puck drop. And of course, that game can also be heard on 104.3 The Fan HD3. The Pioneers coming off scintillating performances against Miami of Ohio over this past weekend. Seven nothing wins on both nights. We'll talk, Coach, about those games later in more detail. But would it be fair to say that uh, coming off the split against Alaska Fairbanks, that your team may have had a bit of a chip on its shoulder this past weekend? Um, I, maybe. I don't know. I think um, yeah, we had a really good week of practice. Um, we talked about, again, that that leading us into the into our games. And, um, you know, I think that that showed. And um, I think it was, you know, more probably us wanting to set the tone against a team that, that we hope to see in the NCHC first round of the playoffs and, and making sure that, um, you know, that, that they don't have a strong desire to or that they don't feel they have a lot of hope or belief um, coming back to Denver um, sometime in March. And now obviously there's 12 games left. There's a lot to go to get to that point, but that was a little bit of our, our thought process and some of the motivation used on the weekend. And, um, and ultimately we wanted to, we wanted to play well. And I, I thought we did that. And I thought actually Saturday was better than Friday. Um, and it was good to see different people get on the score sheet. I mean, 14 goals. I don't think Mike Benning was on the score sheet. Mazer had one goal on the weekend. Um, you know, there, it was, it was just good to see guys like Carter King obviously gets a hat trick bros has a four goal night. Um, <clears throat> it's good for the development of our depth and, um, and for the other guys to see our depth, you know, do some things. Well, the fourth line gets a goal and gets rewarded. Uh, we've talked a lot about them. So just a really complete um, sound weekend uh, to complete the first half of, of our NCHC games. Regardless of uh, the nature of the games, whether they're close or one-sided, uh, rather remarkable that for the past weekend, your fourth line had six points in the two games. Your top line had five points in the two games. You don't see yeah. that very often. No, you don't. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, we were able to obviously spread, you know, ice time around quite a bit, but um, you know, again, yeah, great for, for those guys who I think, you know, have really found an identity and are starting to add um, a lot of value um, and consistent value to the team. And uh, for, you know, everyone likes to score goals and they like to, to feel that level of, uh, of value add. And as much as you tell them, it's, it's great that, you know, you're banging bodies and you're, you're, you're possessing pucks and you're, you're killing the clock and you're giving 
you know, the other guys an opportunity to have success uh, offensively, you know, that's all great, but it, it still is nice to be able to put one in the back of the net. So um, for those guys to get one and contribute that way, I think was, was great. You know, we talked a lot about them. They were our best line Friday night against Fairbanks. Yes. Um, they, they followed it up with a, a solid performance a Saturday night against Fairbanks. And then they were excellent all weekend. So um, I think, you know, Pony and, and Edwards have done a really nice job with Lorenz as a true freshman and 18 year old in, in getting him to understand how much value they can bring to the team um, without just scoring. And, and Rieger's a guy who we see scoring here um, in his career, but um, it's been really good for him to develop other parts of his game and harden his game up. Um, and he's fully bought into that. And I give uh, again, Edwards and Capone a lot of credit for, for their support of him and trying to make that happen. Uh, talk a little bit individually. You mentioned Lorenz, but I, I want you to focus, if you could, on first Capone, uh, junior, uh, 5'9", 180, but plays with a tremendous amount of energy. And for someone that size, uh, sticks his nose into high-danger areas uh, quite frequently and is not afraid to sacrifice his body. No, and, and I think, you know, Friday night he had the, the really big hit. Um, yes. And, you know, clean hits. And I think that's where where Connor has really elevated his game. Um, you know, we've challenged him to, to change his game a little bit. And if you look at his, you know, probably his penalty total as a freshman and a sophomore, it was at a much higher level than it is today as a junior. And, and I don't think he's you know, our, our thought would be that he hasn't sacrificed any of his hardness and uh, the influence he can have on the game, but he's not taking penalties. He's not running out of the way to, um, you know, to have some high danger hits where refs will call things um, against him. And, and then we've also really challenged him to, to get uncomfortable and in, in hanging on to the puck and, and trying to possess it in the offensive zone. And, um, you know, he'll be the first to tell you he's really uncomfortable doing it. Um, he'll tell you he's not great at it, but he is working on it. And that's um, for for him to continue to add value with our team. You know, he needed to do those two things. And and he is. And it's a full credit to him. We you know, we had some tough meetings last spring about, you know, what his role would be here and um, how he needed to change some things to, to add more value and to be an everydayer and. Um, and he's give the kid a ton of credit. He's, he's done it. Um, and you know, another big thing would be face-offs, you know, he's got, yes. it's, I still think it's a work in progress. He has some nights where he's 11 and two, he has other nights mm -hmm. where, you know, he's below 500, but, um, he's taking pride in that and he's working on it consistently, which again, he, he's finding different ways to add value. And at the end of the day, he's got things he can hang his hat on and he can be proud of what he's bringing to this team. Has uh, Brett Edwards changed his game or, over the years you've had him, uh, or is he continuing to be valuable in a different way? Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, with Brett, we see a lot more. Um, it may be because he's a senior, you just see more desire, consistency, ownership, and responsibility in his own game and in the role he has. Um, 
you know, I think again, there's, there's been times in his first, for sure, two years, some, um, you know, just some, some contentment to be, to be quite honest. And, and he's making every day count now. And he's, you know, you just, the energy he brings has brought the last two years and particularly this year to practice to games. Um, you know, it, it's impressive. And, and that all started on our, really our championship run last year. I mean, our leadership group was like, you know, we know he's not going to play, you know, if at all, but we want him on the bench because of the energy that he brings and how much, you know, how good he makes everybody feel on the bench. And um, so now he's added a little bit more, I would say consistency and, and ownership of his own play to the mix of that. And, um, you know, he's found a way again to be, uh, just to add more value to, to what we're doing and been a big part of that fourth line. We talked a bit after the game on Friday night about Carter King, but he may be about as good a story as anybody you have on your team. And uh, you said something that stuck with me. Uh, you said that there's no one for whom his teammates would be happier in getting a hat trick than Carter King. Yeah, I think, um, you know, from where he started to where he is today and, um, you know, Carter's, um, you know, he, he'd be not the most outgoing kid, um, you know, when he comes into a new environment. And so he came to us, you know, after the pod uh, during the COVID year, the pod obviously did not go very well for us. Um, you know, so he came into a little bit of a moody group um, that wasn't real happy with with where the season was at. Um, in addition to, you know, all the numerous COVID protocols and, and things that we were dealing with. And it was, it was a hard environment to, to get to know his coaching staff, his teammates, um, and vice versa. And again, that, you know, last year, I think you saw him just start to put himself out there more, teammates really accepting of him. And um, again, that's just continued um, to grow. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably more, it's fun to watch him grow as a hockey player and um, do the things he's doing. That was kind of expected, um, you know, because of what he's done in years past in places he's been, but to see him grow and become more comfortable and confident as a person um, has been really fun to watch. And, um, you know, we, again, like I said, it was, he's got a lot of fans in the room and I'm, I know everyone was really excited for him that he got that hat trick um, here this weekend. And, and this one counted because um, he did get one against UNLV, uh, but yeah. that being an exhibition uh, right. didn't count. So um, this one counted and um, yeah, really happy and, and proud of him. And another guy who um, we've asked to do more, um, taking face-offs and um, he's our best face-off guy. And, um, that's impressive for him to be able to step in this year and do it for the first time in college and, and to be that reliable. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk more about the series over this past weekend and obviously look ahead in uh, what might be uh, the most eagerly anticipated series of the year to date. DU at St. Cloud, two teams ranked in the top five in the pairwise and uh, uh, the national polls uh, all week and really basically throughout uh, virtually the entire season so far. That's coming next as the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues.
And we continue now with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside as we look ahead to the St. Cloud Series this weekend. Uh, Coach, we're exactly at the halfway mark for every team in the NCHC when it comes to conference play. And uh, this weekend, it really starts to heat up. Uh, You increased your lead uh, last weekend in conference play at uh, 10 and 2, you have 29 points, St. Cloud behind at eight and four with 23 points. Obviously, if they beat you twice in regulation, they would tie for first. But if you're able to beat them or even gain a split, you're in pretty good shape going into the final stretch of 10 games. Yeah, um, we are for sure. Um, You know, it's obviously CC um, getting a split up there last weekend was was helpful when you look at big picture in the standings. And, um, you know, I think it, this will be, um, you know, we haven't played a team of, of this caliber for, for some time. And, um, we have not been to St. Cloud since before COVID, uh, right. was our last road trip before the world shut down. So I'm excited to get back up there. They're, they're very good on their big ice. Um, and so it, it presents a lot of different, um, challenges, but ones that, you know, we're excited for, we've, we've had some, we have had some success in the building. Um, albeit not sweeping generally, but, but able to, to get splits and, um, you know, to play fairly well. So it'll be a, we're looking forward to the matchup. The the competitive nature of our group is excited to, to be in a top five, uh, matchup this weekend. And, um, obviously, yeah, a lot on the line, uh, when you talk pairwise, when you talk Penrose, um, and this is a big, potentially, you know, uh, separator weekend, um, you know, if, if one of us does sweep or, um, you know, a split, you know, again, in these top five matchups does go, uh, because of how the pairwise is set up, the, the favor does go to the, to the road team. So, um, big weekend for us. We're really looking forward to the challenge. Well, uh, you had two great games for them back in early November. Uh, Friday night, uh, they beat you 4-3, but you had a 3-2 lead with 118 left. Uh, the shots on goal uh, were about even in that game. Uh, same story on Saturday night. You emerged with a 3-2 lead uh, uh, by the finish of the game, uh, led 2-0 after 1-3-1 with uh, a little more than nine minutes left, uh, able to home, uh, hold on, Dornback, uh, Devine, and Mayhew, uh, with the game-winning goal on the power play uh, in the third period. Um, I remember those games, and uh, uh, two more evenly matched teams I have not seen this year than you and St. Cloud State. And, uh, of course, uh, they're healthy and you're healthy pretty much going into this weekend. Uh, the game should be at least as good, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, they got their captain back in my yeah. um you know, at that time, I think King and uh, Thompson were uh, had just gotten back for us. Right. Webster did not play in the Friday night game, um, but played in the Saturday night game. And so, um, yeah, I think both teams at, at full power and um, will be a great weekend of hockey um, up in up in Minnesota. And uh, again, we're, we're looking forward to it. the games were we're very close, tightly contested here and um, we would obviously expect very similar um, up there in their building. Uh, that's a big ice surface. And I want to talk about that 
uh, just a little bit. There are so few remaining, uh, more or less, what, about eight out of the 62 teams playing a big ice surface. Yeah. Didn't you play at UMass earlier this year on a big rig? Yep, we did. We played UMass. Um, I believe they're a hybrid. They're, I think they're 95 yeah. feet wide. Yeah. Um, regulation for everyone is 85 feet wide by 200 feet long. That's an NHL sheet. That's what we are at Magnus and um, St. Cloud, the only remaining Olympic sheet right. um, left in our league at, at the 200 by 100 width. Um, so yeah, the, but the one thing to keep in mind is that the dot lanes are in the same spots, the nets, the circles, everything, all the paintings are in the same spot. Um, you just have an extra seven and a half feet yeah. outside the dots from to the to the sidewalls. So those are the so the game changes a little bit, but but you still have to be able to defend the mid rink and, and attack the mid rink to be able to make things happen. So. Um, from that perspective, angling and, and um, you know, being good inside the dots will be critical um, to good defensive hockey and, and also attacking those areas, good offensive hockey. Uh, when we look back on last weekend in a little more uh, detail, uh, the two games were uh, somewhat similar in the sense that the first periods were scoreless both nights. Friday night, you score five goals in the first six minutes, 59 seconds of the second period, and you slow down Saturday night with just five goals in the first 1036 of the second period. You don't see explosive, sustained offense like that. Uh, uh, obviously, goals scored in uh, proximity to uh, other goals, and of course, uh, Carter gets the hat trick, as we discussed on Friday night. How about Bros's four goal game on Saturday night? And again, I remember what you said after the game on uh, Friday night. There was a question you were asked about Bros, and uh, you you issued a, a a bit of a challenging statement. And you've obviously said uh, these same things to Bros, but uh, you were saying that he has uh, reached a standard now where you expect that high standard every night not just two or three times a month. And he gave you that high standard without doubt on Saturday night, right on cue. Yeah, he did. Um, and Tristan's a, a great kid. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, as, as we talked about a, um, an academic issue um, two weeks ago, I, you know, that we were discussing, I said, you, you know, you came here to be held to a high standard, to be held right. accountable. And right. so that's that's what we're going to do with you um, on the ice surface and off the ice yeah. surface. And, um, you know, you had some challenges in the past 12 months um, at Minnesota and got away from a little bit of, you know, I think that uh, that standard for himself and, um, you know, that he had in Fargo and that, that we're we as a staff and, and a team are, are trying to hold him to and. I think it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a two-way street. We, we obviously need to communicate what the standard and the expectations are to him. Um, he needs to hear those, and then he needs to work to meet them, and then we need to hold them accountable to that. And, um, you know, for him to have four goals, you know, and, and not be on our power play, um, you know, is, is impressive. And 
um, again, really, really happy for him. Um, really good kid. And um, again, someone that we've been really excited to, to work with and to see the growth is, is really fun to watch. And I know that, um, that you know, people like yourself and, and hopefully our fans are, are seeing a more consistent yeah. um, player game in and game out. And because uh, again, the, one of the many reasons we won last year was the depth of our scoring. And we felt that we had a first line. We felt like we had two second lines and a third line. Yeah. And um, we were dangerous and we could come at teams in waves. And Tristan's development is um, a huge piece to the, the overall team's development as far as how dangerous we can be offensively. And so to see him put in four and continue to build his confidence and his consistency is a really good development for, for not only him, but, but obviously for our team as a whole. That Thompson bros divine line had a dozen points uh, in the two games over the weekend. And uh, uh, I'm sure you'd like to see uh, a something along those lines, a major contribution at St. Cloud uh, coming up uh, on Saturday. Uh, I want to ask you about uh uh, St. Cloud, a, a bit in more uh, detail. Again, you break down uh, the records. They're close. Uh, you're third and fourth in the rankings. Uh, I think fourth and fifth in the pairwise. Uh, you're a plus 43 on goal differential this year. They're a plus 34. You're a plus 26 in league play. Uh, they're a plus 17. Uh, nine and two at home, but uh, CC did get them uh, last week. Uh, in a 4-2 game, and uh, uh, actually, you're on a six-game road winning streak. So, uh, uh, if anything, uh, you could argue maybe that you've been even stronger on the road than you've been at home, and I think, uh, what is it now, six straight uh, road wins in conference play and uh, five straight wins in the NCHC. You're on a pretty good roll. Yeah, we're. I think we're – we're going along pretty good. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, as I said yesterday at times is like, we've had some setbacks this year, but I think those setbacks of, um, our guys have internalized those in a, in a positive way and, and we've gotten better from them and, and been able to springboard ourselves, um, into some more growth and, um, yeah, things are, things are tight. I mean, there's no doubt that, um, when you look back at, who wins the Penrose, um, who finishes with a, a one seed in the NCAA tournament, um, you know, because of, we've talked about, you know, the, the level of our league this year and the non-conference record uh, of our league not being maybe, and probably more so the Big Ten's record, um, because we're not as, we're not far off from where we were last year the, or the years prior but they're just there at a 700 and above uh, this year. Um, so anyways, you, you know, you have this game, you have this weekend, we play Western twice. I mean, those yeah. are, they're, they're huge implications um, when you talk pairwise to be able to gain, um, yes. you know, big points and also the all like, just how do we match up against um, other, you know, top, top teams that are, that are ranked to this level. And it doesn't mean we won't get tested or pushed by, CC, North Dakota, or Duluth. I mean, those are three of our biggest rivals. And so, yeah. you know, those will be huge games as well. So we got a lot uh, left on the calendar here with the 12 remaining and um, be a lot of different challenges. It's not going to be all roses. I know that. And, um, 
you know, I think we're excited to see how we handle ourselves in the stretch run. We believe that, you know, the next 12 games will really um, prepare us in a good way for playoff hockey. And um, that's what we want. We want to be firing on all cylinders and, and being ready to go um, for any challenge that comes our way come uh, the NCAA tournament. Well, well, we'll let you run, but I don't want to end the show without uh, mentioning uh, you've only given up two goals in your last three games. You're coming off consecutive shutouts. So uh, all the offense you've had uh, hasn't resulted in your slacking off at all uh, defensively. And I know that's a point of pride for you as well. Coach, good luck this weekend. We'll see you next week. Great. Thank you so much. Look forward to it. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with all of you next week.